0: join us from different places and so forth. You know, in, in India, it's exact opposite day and night, so they're they're getting ready for bed, so forth. But people will listen to us, and uh, people from other religions will listen to us as well. So if you're joining us from another country today, we just want to bless you in the name of Jesus. We thank God for your lives. We thank God for who you are. And, and we thank God the influence of Jesus Christ in your life. And I want to encourage you, he's as close as the mention of his name. And so if you have a need or whatever it is, and some of you maybe have prayed to many gods, but I want to encourage you to call out to the name of Jesus. That is a name that is above every other name. And and he will hear and he will work. And, and I believe he will manifest himself to you in a powerful way. Thank you, Lord. So we welcome you. A lot of you are home as well today, and some of you just being safe. And we appreciate that. We want you to be safe. And uh, thank God for Psalm 91, it gives us angels charge over us, and and no evil thing shall come nigh your dwelling, nor plague or anything like that. So hallelujah! We thank God for His word, that is true. Amen. Amen. All right, just take our Bibles just for a minute. Say with me: This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. And I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. And Firestarters, we got a service coming up in November, a Sunday morning, November 8th. It's going to be great for the Firestarters. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You know, last week I talked a little bit on faith and hope, and uh, uh, just online and so forth like that. But, uh, but it was great. I mean, again, comments from around the world. People are encouraged and stuff. Uh, remember that is, you know, Americans face difficult things, but remember, actually in comparison to the rest of the world, it's pretty minor, all right? And uh, so you always have to keep things in perspective because the devil will want to amplify things and say, oh, it's just so terrible, oh, whatever, like the world's going to hell. It's like, well, let's keep it in perspective. <laughs> God is still working. He's powerful. There's a tremendous things happening today. And and we live in America, which is pretty nice for all of us, all right? So so uh, uh, be grateful, be thankful, live in thanksgiving. Uh, so, and of course, uh, Abraham faced tremendous adversity. Uh, he was the richest man on the planet of that day. He was the Bill Gates of his day. Uh, and yet he had no child, and God gave him a promise, he'll be the father of many nations. And from the time that that promise was spoken until the manifestation of that promise was like 25 years So we love it, don't we, when when we hear something and boom, we have an answer like, right now, there's an answer, this is great, you know, I prayed yesterday, I've got it today. But you know, that's actually not real normal. Uh, We know there's miracles in the Bible and stuff, but lots of promises. We have a life to live, and so we're walking out the Scripture in faith for our lives, okay? So, uh, you know, we started the ministry about 40 years ago. We're walking this out in faith. And, and so everything is that way in life. And remember that you're going to leave things to, gener- if the Lord doesn't come back, to generations after you. And so you're setting a precedent for your own children or people around you that will build on your foundation. Your foundation can become, or your ceiling can become their floor to go farther in life. Isn't that something? Amen? Uh, yeah, I think of just simple things, like my dad grew up on a farm in Iowa, But uh, his parents, my dad was a good athlete, but his parents never attended one game, not through high school. He ended up getting a college scholarship. His dad dad thought that was the craziest thing on earth, to not work on the farm and to go to college. He just thought my dad was crazy. My dad's brother quit school in the eighth grade. My dad ends up going to college, played in sports. My parents still, my grandparents never watched him once. Never once for any one game in his whole life did they come. My dad finished college and uh, became a school teacher. taught for 37 years. But then all of his children ended up going to college. <laughs> all of his children, you know, uh, went to college, and, and he, he sacrificed and made things work for that. So his, his ceiling became our floor, and then we went from there. And the same for your life. You become an influencer of others in your life to bless them and to see them go farther than you've gone in many ways. Amen. And that's important. So remember, it's not about you. It's about those that follow us. Amen. So keep that in mind. Abraham, anyway, you know, he believed God. He became the father of faith. And uh, so here he's going to be the father of many nations. And he has one child, a child of promise. And but yet in Isaac, will your seed be called? And so it all progressed from there. So the promise was far bigger than him at last to this day. All right. That we're living in. And so uh, against hope, he believed in hope. And he gave glory to God, and he lived in that promise, and he saw it come to pass. Now, let me, let me expand a little on that today. I want to just talk today about faith, about uh, 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 peace and trust today, all right? That's what I want to talk about here. Your level, write this down, your level of peace is directly related to your level of trust, now, well, think about your life. <clears throat> think about the things that might irritate you. What, what causes you to, you know, lose, you know, your, you get upset or you get angry or whatever it might be. Well, in other words, in other words, your level of peace is quite small if the world can get us stirred up and so forth like that. See, God wants us to live in a place where our peace overcomes all of our other circumstances. Where we can live in peace, and yet not, we're in the world, and yet not have the world suck the life out of us. Where we can still be happy, good to be a happy Christian, amen? Good to have joy in your heart because of who, who is in you, and that's Jesus Christ. And so the joy of the Lord becomes our strength, but that peace, that level of peace exceeds the level of pressures around us, all right? And your level of peace is, is related to your level of trust. How much are we trusting the Lord at any given moment in our lives? Because some people, some people can get upset at a traffic thing, you know, and they're all upset and been out of shape, you know. People can get upset at, at all the trivial things in life, and I'm talking about Christians, and yet so that indicates they're really not walking with much peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, amen? And so he wants us to walk with this peace in our heart. Now, Psalm 37, verse 5, when it says, Trust in the Lord, uh, you commit your way to the Lord, and so forth. You roll all your cares on him, and you trust. Now, trust, write down, trust is a must. You must trust him. You're leaning on, relying on, you're confident in him. And he'll bring it to pass. Now, we don't know the timeline on this, he will bring it to pass. That, folks, it's not like I'm going to pray and believe uh, for my answer and it's, it's got to come tomorrow. Well, it might. <laughs> but, but, you know, God isn't obligated to do things your way or my way. He's not obligated to do that. He does things His way. And so we commit, we trust, we're, we're relying on Him totally. So, it's, so all, when you trust, all your weight is leaning on Him. And we're trusting Him. So this is a must. If we're going to walk in peace, we have to have this level of trust. In other words, that God is bigger than my circumstances. God is, you know, God is bigger than COVID. God is bigger than any disease. God is bigger than anything like that. We've been in places in the country where there are many strange diseases, and yet that's never our focus. We just continue to pray and bless people and minister to people and so forth. So Psalm 37, now the verse 11 then says this, that we can delight, the meek shall inherit the earth. They'll delight themselves in the abundance of peace. So the meek now, we're trusting. Meek is not weak, all right? (laughs) Meek is strong because our trust is in the Lord. My strength is coming from the Lord. And now I can delight in the abundance of peace. I like this, not just peace, but the abundance of peace. The peace that's going to supersede all of the things that I face. Now in life, we, so as you get older, you seem to have more more experiences. So we've had, we've had things that, you know, we've been to a place where we had very little financially. So we started the ministry with no people and no money. So we had very little financially. And then we faced, we faced uh, uh, things of sickness and so forth, of disease, and having to trust God, and having a doctor say, we don't have a cure, or a doctor, one doctor said, no, there's nothing we can do, or that... Your daughter could die at any time. Those are not things you want to hear from people, all right? And uh, uh, the thing, even when we're at the University of Kansas Medical Center, and the nation's leading uh, research doctor for the disease our daughter had at that time, and she explained to us how grave the situation was, and she had another doctor present. We're sitting at a table, and they're across from us at this table, and explained the whole thing, and she said, Do you understand? And I said, Yes. And she says, "I don't think you do." And, and then she went through the whole thing again. Uh, I was just at a basketball tournament down in Kansas City. It brought back a lot of memories. We were right by KU, and uh, those places there. Uh, this lady eventually went to the top of the medical school, dean of medical school, and uh, she said, "Because we didn't fall apart, she assumed we didn't we didn't understand how grave this was." So she repeated the whole thing that her daughter could die at any moment. Da 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 da. And then I said. She said, do you understand this? And I said, yeah, I do. And I said, there's something you probably don't understand. And that is our trust is in Jesus Christ and our hope is in him. And we were sitting there. It was remarkable, supernatural. We had this peace. It's like, you know, our, da- our daughter's in the other room and they said, well, she should be in the hospital. I said, can you do anything for it?" For they said, no. And they said, well, then we're going we're gonna to take her and go. And they said, you're going to leave? And I said, yep, we're going to leave. <laughs> And we went and we had prayer with some Christians there in Kansas City and the church there, and uh, uh, drove back to South Dakota. But we had this peace, this presence. At that time, they said, you know, she had, she was just eight years old or so, had the heart of an old person, congestive heart failure written in her records. And uh, so heart was twice the size of normal. None of those things are good to hear, you know. And yet in a week later, her heart went back to a normal size. And things changed in a dramatic way. Now, God, I'm just saying, you can have peace that can overwhelm. Rather than being overwhelmed by the world, your peace can overwhelm the world. So when you face things, you can stand in this peace because you're trusting the Lord. And you can just stand. Amen? You can just stand. You know, uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 1 we all face adversity, okay? So we all face that, and so did the disciples. They faced stuff, and they said we had this sentence of death in ourselves. And notice that we should not trust in ourselves. Now it's very American to trust in yourself. Americans kind of have a can I can do this can do attitude. I can take care of it myself, and that goes so far. That I'm not saying that's totally wrong, but it only goes so far because you cannot trust yourself. You cannot because you are not God. And he's much bigger than the situations that we face, so we have to trust in him. So our trust is not in ourselves, but in God who raises the debt. Now notice, I think, I think what Paul is saying here, and I think it's good for us to understand, that we have to build positive experiences in our lives. So, so obviously you start, whenever you're, when you think of it as a Christian, hopefully as a new Christian, you start building these positive experiences that you trust God, you pray, and he answers we had one this week, uh, a grandson that uh, with, with a friend and so forth. And this friend had lost his billfold. And the billfold had been lost like, what, 10 days or so? And couldn't find his billfold. And so our grandson uh, uh, told his mom, he said, I prayed about it. I said, Lord, where's, where's his billfold? And it's like the Lord said, go out in the backyard. And he goes out in the backyard and he finds this kid's billfold. And this kid was shocked. He was just shocked, like, what? I've been looking for 10 days for this billfold. You go out and you find the billfold that's there. And, and uh, you know, I just think that's a neat experience, right? You build, you build experiences in life by the things you do. So they say, we, notice what they say. He delivered us. Now, this is past tense. So they realize God has delivered us. God has really answered prayer and done a lot of things. Uh, he's delivered from, from so great a death. He does deliver us. So currently he's delivering us right now. All right. So they're building on these experiences. And as they look forward in whom we trust, he will still deliver us. So he did deliver. He is delivering. He will deliver. What does that do? It gives us peace. If we're trusting the Lord, it gives us peace that all of a sudden say, here comes some adversity. And rather than thinking, oh, what are we going to do? We're just going to rely on the fact, wait a minute, I, what I'm going to do, what I've always done, I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to stand in this peace, I'm going to stand in his presence, and it's going to be okay. Tell, tell someone next to you, it's going to be okay. See, when you're in a situation, it's very difficult because people can say a lot of things, oh, it'll be okay, and it's like, You're not in my shoes. But the more you you experience this and apply it, then, then the trust, you know, becomes a must. And you realize, wait a minute, I'm trusting God. I don't have any fears. Don't have to fear. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to get upset. I find myself, I find myself sometimes in life, something will happen and I get upset just like that. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's not very good. You know what I mean? Just normal, everyday circumstances. I get upset and thinking, so what, what do I want to do? I want to grow in peace. Galatians five twenty two talks about fruit, right? Fruit is, is something you grow. Now Gifts is something that's given, but fruit is something you have to grow. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have to grow in peace. Peace is something that you grow. Love, joy, peace, and so forth, fruit of the Spirit. This is not automatic. We can pray and give our life to Christ. Thank you, Lord, for forgiveness. Boom, automatic. But growing in Christ is something you have to do. You have to apply. It's a lifelong process. And I'm getting older and older <laughs> and realizing, sometimes I realize, wow, I still got a long way to go here. Well, that's because we're growing. God's a big God. So, so when things, when, when you realize things, there's things that, that I think come up and re- it should be a, a, a witness to us like, Dave, you've got to grow in this area. Then what do you want to do? You want to step back from whatever irritated you and apply peace. Say, I'm going to trust God. Right? Amen? So fruit is something that you grow. Peace is something that you grow. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, even when I did in a bar many, many years ago, I felt this wonderful peace. And that's because Jesus is the Prince of Peace and your forgiveness that should bring peace. But we should grow in this peace. We should grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ so that throughout our day, no matter what we're doing, we can walk in this cocoon of peace. Not, Not worried, not fearful, not upset, not angry, not whatever, just in peace. Everybody, all of us are praying about things in our life. We're praying about things that, in a sense, are futuristic, all right? So we're praying about stuff that's out there, but if we're trusting God, then we have to also, as we pray, we have to take on this peace that God will take care of it. It may not happen in my time or your time, all right? It may not happen always the way we want it, because if we were God, we say we do it this way, this way, this way, and uh, it may not happen that way. But God is still faithful, and he's still working, and he, is, he will accomplish things in a big, big way. Amen? If we, just, if we just keep trusting him. So just a definition of trust. Trust is like is, is a firm belief in the character or strength of someone or something. So you have to have this firm belief in the character or strength. Well, so what are you trusting? How firm is it? That's why our trust wants to be, as it says, in the living God— Trusting in him, because that then it 's unshakable amen so so our trust needs to be in something firm, and that trust we could use another word be confidence. Jesus always flowed with this confidence, you know, and he he got up early in the morning he 'd meet with the father he'd get direction from the Lord and prayer and so forth about his day, and he just flowed with confidence, amen. he knew what he was doing, he knew the timing of things, he knew where he should go, you know. As you walk with the Spirit, in the Spirit, you can grow in confidence, just like you're doing, at this point, what God wants you to do. Now, in the natural, most of us build our peace and security around things, don't we? Around things, things that are comfortable. So, we have a place to live, we have money, uh, we have a job, or things like that. But those are external things. So in a Christianity now, we now have to turn that to that their confidence isn't in the external, but in the internal. If Christ lives in me, then my confidence has to be in who He is. Amen? Yeah. Mark 10:24 says, "We trust not in riches." So, so this is this classic, and very American, of course, that, that uh, uh, how hard it is for those who trust in riches. The issue here isn't the riches. The issue is the trust. Okay? So the issue is, what am I putting my trust in? So most people, in general, say, are going to feel a measure of peace because they have money in the bank, because they have food in a pantry, because they have gas in their car, because their rent is paid, or whatever. So they have a measure of peace because those things are done. That's okay. That's a measure of peace in the world. But we have to understand that that still is external. True peace comes through Jesus Christ and is something that we hold, maintain in our hearts. So it goes beyond the external. In other words, what if if I don't know where my next meal is coming from? Can I still have peace? What if I don't have money in the bank? Can I have peace? What if I don't have a car? Can I have peace? Now, many of you grew up in places people didn't have cars, you know, till later on, and so forth. But you know, you you have to then pull away to say, what is my peace built on? Amen. Yeah. What am I trusting in? Where is my trust? See, I'm trusting. If I'm trusting in something and putting all my confidence in its in this thing's strength, but if it's in the wealth of the world, then we also know that's temporary, isn't it? That's temporary. Markets are temporary, things are temporary. things go up, everything's great when things go up, but invariably, things go down too. Sometimes things crash. First Timothy 6 in verse 17, just says the word "uncertain riches." So, so we don't trust. Now the issue again, isn't the riches, it's just that where our trust is at. So we don't want to trust riches here. it calls them uncertain. We want to trust in the living God who gives us things to enjoy. So, and folks, this is something we have to work at. This is when I talk about growing in peace, we have to work at because we tend to look at what we have and this gives us our security, but what if we don't have it anymore? What if if it's not in my possession anymore? People think of this way as, as far as success. Success is based on wealth, numbers, things like that. People in ministry, pastors, many pastors feel very, very... Unsuccessful, maybe very discouraged because they don't have the numbers somebody else has, or they don't have the money that some other ministry has. Very sad. At their pastors' conference, I remember a guy named Delbert, Delbert Grandstrand. And he said, "He said I've got I've got 10 percent of the people in my town in church. Well, his town was 170, and he had 17 people. And he, but he had the right perspective. You know, he had the right perspective." That just—he was a soul winner, nothing flashing about him. But he was faithful. He's since been gone to be with the Lord. But how do we define success? Is success based on a degree? Is a success you know—someone has a bachelor's, but someone has a Ph.D. degree, or someone's got this job. Well, they're successful. How do we define that? What do we do as parents? Some—someday some of you kids will have parents, you know. So, or you have kids. Children. You'll have children of your own. Yeah, there you go. So, But how do you define that with kids? In other words, if this child here, one maybe is a child, very successful, he's going to do this. And another child wants to do something else, wants to be a carpenter, wants to work on cars. See, many times people graduate, they put things, what is what is success or what is the level of peace? That doesn't, None of that matters, really, does it? People say to me, what does God want me to do? And I say, what do you like to do? Well, I like to work on cars. Go work on cars. Hallelujah. Do something you like to do. Right? That's that's where God is at. He puts stuff in us, things that we like to do or we're talented at. Go do that. But always remember then that the peace we have must come from Him. See, sometimes people get, you know, get... uh, uh, They don't have a lot of money, don't earn a lot of money or whatever. And then they all of a sudden get a big paycheck. You know, well, what are you going to do with that? Got to honor God, right? You want to honor God. You want to be a good steward of what you have. Where does your peace come from? Many professional athletes, by statistics, that have been done with ESPN and Sports Illustrated and so forth, in fact, most professional athletes are broke five years after they're done playing. And they've made millions and millions and millions of dollars. And so while they're playing and they got all this, and yeah, they're, so to speak, they've got their peace from the external things of the world, and then it's gone. Two poor decisions and so forth, you know. So Isaiah 26. Trust does not mean that you're going to get it your way, but it's going to happen. Amen. That's the important thing to realize. It's going to happen. For our daughter, she was sick for many years. But I do thank God that we didn't quit and that it happened. She got better. Hallelujah! So, so that's the thing in life, you know. We have been we've been in the poor streets before. We qualified for food stamps, all those things, and yet we kept trusting God. Never took them. Kept trusting God and and came out came out of that. So guard him, keep him in perfect and constant peace. Now guard God will guard and keep perfect peace, constant peace. Whose mind, its inclination, its character has stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, hopes confidently in you. So God will keep us in perfect peace. Now, so, so again, now here we have a choice. What are we going to think about? We can think about the negative, what's not happening, or we can think about what he is doing. We can think about the promises. So I I choose to just think on the promises. Today is the day of salvation. So I always want to put it in today and not tomorrow. I don't want to think, Lord, tomorrow, I'm believing for you tomorrow, this. I'm believing today. Amen? Put your faith current. So he'll keep you in peace when you also do your part to trust in him. So trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, Lean on him, hope confidently in him. Now This is all part of trust. So we're leaning totally on him. We're, just, we're dependent on him. It's like if you've ever hurt your foot and you've had crutches. And the crutches, you know, you, you at, at, certain, at a certain step, you're leaning entirely on that crutch or those crutches to sustain you. All right? So that you're not walking on a hurt ankle or a hurt knee or something like that. Well, he wants us to lean on him. Some people, in a critical way, says to Christians, oh, you're just, you're just dependent on the Lord. And I'm thinking, absolutely, I am dependent on the Lord. <laughs> I need him every day. There's an old song, I need him every hour. And uh, so our trust is committing, leaning on him, hope confidently in him. And notice what the word is, forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. So this, what does this mean, though? It means it's a, life. it's a lifestyle. It's for your life. How long am I going to have to do this for your life? When will you stop when you're dead, <laughs> when you go to heaven and you won't have to have faith because you'll see him as he is at that point. But this in this life, we must have faith. We must have trust when we do that. Then we have peace to so check your level of peace during the day, any day, just check your level of peace, something upsetting you, then also back up, say, OK, what am I going to trust in? All right, what am I going to trust in? What am I focused on? What am I thinking about that's disrupting all of this peace? And then go back and, and maintain the peace of God. We'll do some other quick verses here in Philippians 4. And I like these, but you've, you know these verses. These are not, you've read this many times. But don't worry about anything. One version just said, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. So, so when we do this, this is a choice now. I have to choose not to worry. Because when I worry, I'm saying, Lord, I'm going to handle this myself. And he's saying, no. You're, you're, never, you're never going to get the victory if you do it yourself. You have to trust me. So I have to choose not to worry. And we have, all of us can choose things to worry. But we can choose about all kinds of stuff. Boy, when's, when's, uh, what's going to happen this next week or whatever. You could think about stuff in your life And worry about it, or you can trust. So trust, part of that trust is prayer. So rather than worrying, we come and we pray. Notice we pray with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving means that with our prayers, we're thanking God for the answer. So I'd rather live in the answer rather than the problem. Amen? So I want to live. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing today. And we're always positioning ourselves in faith. But then not focusing on the circumstances. When you have long-term illness, when you face something for a long-term, we face bankruptcy because of medical bills and so forth. So this is the challenge because you don't get away, you're not away from sickness. So we would be at church with people not realizing we were up most the night before because we had to turn our daughter in bed because she couldn't roll over herself or we had to help her certain things. We had to help dress her. We had to help all those things. If she brushed her teeth, we'd pull the toothpaste out of her mouth or we'd brush her teeth for her. So you don't get away from that. So you have to live in a place of thanksgiving. You're not focusing on the problem now. You're lifting your eyes to who your answer is. You're trusting. Trust is a must. So your level of trust will determine your level of peace. So when we would trust the Lord in the middle of this, we could stand in peace. Let your request be made known to God with thanksgiving. So what are you doing? You're thanking God for the answer. An unthankful person is a person that will worry, a person that will have very little peace, because they're not living in that place of answer. But when you're thankful, you don't have to worry, and you don't have to have your peace robbed, because it says, and the God of peace, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, If we do this, I choose you not to worry. I'm praying with thanksgiving for this answer with my request. Then this peace of God begins to manifest in me. So I'm trusting. And as I'm trusting, and people will say, well, boy, nothing's changed. No, thank you, Jesus. My, my, yeah, we see it before we see it. My trust is in you. My hope is in you. I'm believing you. See, in the natural, people think, well, that's crazy. That's what faith is. Faith is believing without seeing. If you believe it, if you see it, it's not faith. So you're believing something that you don't see yet. You're believing an answer that's not maybe manifested yet. But that's faith. So it looks crazy to the world. So I had a guy, I had a guy that my, the head of the department at STSU, botany biology department, who was an advisor of mine. And so some years after I graduated, I saw him at a restaurant in town. And he saw me at fast food place, and he said, hey, Dave, Dave, come over here. So I went over and I sat down with him, and he said, I can't understand it. You are an educated person. And they wanted me to teach in the department up there and so forth, and I declined at that time when I left the university. But he says, I can't understand. You're an educated person, and you believe these things, you know, like faith, you know, in God and so forth. Can't see God or anything like that. And so he was kind of going on about it. I'm eating my sandwich. And then and the Lord gave me an answer. And I said, Well, this is what's amazing to me. And I mentioned his name to him, you know, this is what's amazing to me, doctor. And I said, Is that you take a bone from here, and then you take another bone from here, and then you draw this gigantic theory that somehow these things evolve together, and, and I said, And make up all these hypotheses. And I said, I said, You have more faith than I do in what you're believing. I said, You're believing in something that has no foundation whatsoever. I have historical foundation, all these other things. You're believing things out there. And he kind of looked at me. Well, I, we'd been through all this already in classes, so I knew what I was talking about. But he was just believing a bunch of hocus pocus and calling it faith. And he couldn't understand me, but it, as we left that conversation, it began to change his viewpoint. All right? Begin to change how he started to think differently and so forth. How do you think? How do you, what's, your, what's your source of strength? So it says the peace of God, you don't have to understand it. I don't have to understand it. I don't, we've been in a situation, I have no, under, no idea how we could be in peace. John, we were robbed one time in India. We were robbed, and it was a very, it was not a good situation. And yet we sat, we sat in this vehicle praying in tongues in the peace of God. And it was pretty amazing because outside was not good. All right. Yeah, they had rocks. They were throwing our friend against the thing and slapping him and so forth. We're in the middle of nowhere, you know, just the middle of nowhere. And of course, the devil said, You can die here and no one will ever find your body. Well, that was pretty true, actually, <laughs> you know. But on the other hand, I thought, No, thank you, Jesus. We kept praying in tongues and so forth. And then a guy'd come beating my window, you know, and talk and stuff. And so we just kept tr- we kept trusting God. There's there's situations in your life that you might think I've never been here before, but let me tell you something. The Lord's already been before you. All right, He's already been to your tomorrow. He can help you in every situation if if your trust is in Him. You don't have to lose you don't have to lose your senses or your mind. You can just trust in Him. Amen. So then it says then, so it talks about all the things that he wants us to think about, all right? So so not to worry, but pray with thanksgiving. But then you have to you have to think on the positive. You have to control your thoughts. I cannot control your thoughts. So I'm I, none of us live in each other's shoes. So we all are individually accountable to the Lord. So you have to control, and this is what this is talking about things true, noble, Just and pure and lovely and of a good report. And then it says to think, think, meditate on these things. So we have to control our thoughts. If I control my thoughts and if I just keep putting my trust in the midst of this adversity, if I do that, the things which I've learned and so forth, then the God of peace will be with you. Well, he's always with us, but let's just say he'll manifest himself. So then in the middle of that, I can have this peace. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this peace. I don't understand it. don't have to understand it. I don't have to figure out how we're going to get an answer here. All I know is I'm trusting in you, and I can have peace. The pharmaceutical industry is very big to help people get to sleep at night because people are racked with fears and worry, and so they pop pills and so forth to cause themselves to get to sleep rather than rather than trusting the Lord. People say, well, Pastor Dave, haven't you ever been up worrying tonight? night? Oh, you bet I have. Yeah, many, many times. How to do things, how to pay a bill. The devil would say to us, who's going to have the funeral for your do- Who's going to preach the funeral for your daughter? Uh, all kinds of things in life Are you're not going to have enough money. But folks, your trust ultimately has to be in Jesus. I'll just tell you this. If I'm bothered in bed, I get up. And I've just determined I'm going to go into the off my home office or whatever, and I just start praying in the Spirit and reading the Word. And of course, invariably what happens, but the devil knows, well, goodness, if he's going to be praying and reading the Word, let's just let him go back to sleep. And then I go, oh, I'm I'm tired, I go back to bed and sleep. But in the meantime, I'm going to redeem the time. Amen? going to redeem the time because God is good. So Colossians 3.15, a few more verses, Colossians 3.15, the peace of which comes from Jesus Christ, let it umpire. There's a word umpire. Now, an umpire is going to call something, it's going to either show that it's right or wrong. The peace of God should umpire your thoughts, your hearts, all right? So in our life, when we are losing our peace, all right, so, so the peace should umpire it. I'm losing my peace like, oh, let's see, I'm thinking about the wrong thing. I'm, I'm focused in the wrong area. My trust has to go back to be trusting the Lord. We don't have to figure out how he's going to do it. We just have to trust him to do it. So let the peace of God umpire your heart. So what are we doing? We're rejecting fears. We're rejecting worries. We're rejecting things that says it's not going to happen. Amen? Amen? Rejecting those things. I know some, through the years, we've had a number of people here, of course, apply for like uh, a work visa, working toward a green card. And then there's been times people have been turned down, you know, or it doesn't look good or something. And then it's like, no, no, just stay in peace. <laughs> stay in peace. God's bigger than all this. Keep trusting him. And then I, all of a sudden, another, another door opens up. And like, well, here's another opportunity, and it works. It works. So let the peace of God umpire. Umpire your hearts. Deciding, settling with finale. finale all questions that arise in your minds. In other words, decided to say, no, I'm going to trust in the Lord. And if I do that, in that peaceful state, uh, we are called members of his body to be thankful, giving praise to God always. So I can, I can have the peace of God rule in my heart. So John 14, John 14, verse 27. So we said this last week, Jesus, who's the Prince of Peace, gives us peace. And he says, the peace I give you then is not as the world gives not as the world gives. Do I give to you? So the world will give us some level of external peace. But the peace of Jesus is different. So this peace in our hearts, no matter what we're facing, can overrule the external things. Because it comes from Jesus, the Prince of Peace, Almighty God. Hallelujah. And he says, now this is given. So he's going to give us this. But we have to receive it in a way doing what he asks us to do, to trust in him. Amen? Amen. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, this is something we have to do here. Don't allow it. Don't permit it. Don't meditate on all the problems. But have your trust in the Lord. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let them be afraid. Amen. Stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. So when I get agitated and disturbed, I'm just like anybody else. All of a sudden I say, wait, stop it. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to act that way. I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to do those things. And I'm going to allow the peace. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm going to allow this peace to minister to me. Amen? Do not permit yourself to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. Don't be intimidated about the enemy. What is all this saying? It says, I have responsibility. So we can look at the people in the Bible and they think, oh boy, they just, like God did it all for them. No, they, they worked with the Holy Spirit. Without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen? So don't allow your heart to be troubled. And Jesus said in John 16, then it's talking about just the world again, but that we can have total peace over all the external factors of the world. I told you these things. In me... In Jesus Christ, you can have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, well, there's trouble. All right, that's just the world. There's trials, distress, frustration. Okay, that's the world. But on the flip side, Jesus said, hey, baby, be of good cheer because I've already overcome that. All right, take courage. I've overcome the world. I've deprived it of the power to harm you and have conquered it for you. So my part, my part is to rest and trust in Him. And my level of trust will indicate my level of peace, and that I can walk in the Spirit, that I can be uh, uh, blessed of the Lord in any situation if I just have my trust in Him, my eyes on Him. Victory in our daily life. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, that's for you. Victory in your daily life. So we have to live one day at a time, don't we? So I can't, My we're not back to May of 2021 right now or there. We're right now in October of 2020. So we have to live today, our trust today. Our eyes are on him today. And so if I live today, and then the folks, it sounds trite, but it's simple to say one day at a time, but that's how it is. If I live this day, I do what I can. He'll take care of tomorrow. Jesus taught things that were very simple. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about tomorrow. Sufficient unto the day are the evils thereof. So just focus on this day. Now, do we plan? Sure, you can plan, but don't allow your plans to frustrate you. <laughs> amen? Don't allow your plans to frustrate your life. Just have your eyes on Jesus. Take it today. Believe for miracles today. Got your book there. Can you say amen? amen? See, his plans for you. And again, Knowing the goodness of God, which we teach because it's New Testament, his plans for you are good. They're always good. And so he's not going to do something bad. That's, that's why some people have a hard time trusting God is because they're not sure. Is he having a bad day today or what? No, we can trust him because he's, yes, trust him. he's always in a good mood. All right? No shadows in him to turn one way or another. Yesterday was great, but today we don't know. No, today we know he's great. He's wonderful. Oh,
1: I thank God for that message, Pastor. Yeah. You know, uh, every time, even though you've preached for 45 years in my life, every time I receive, Hallelujah. and I like something he said. I just want to say is like, what robs you of your peace? Yeah. Is there anything? Is there something you can like pinpoint and you just know that, boy, that that is a peace robber, and um, I think we all have it. Yeah. Yeah. And um even this week something that robs me of my peace is getting my feelings hurt. And it sounds little or um like not a big deal, but even at my age that I still have to work on not getting my feelings hurt, don't I? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And if I if I let my feelings be hurt, then I then I lose my peace. Yeah. So we're all still growing. Yeah. And, you know, and that's just being transparent and just like something so little as that can. I don't want my, I don't want to forfeit my peace. That's right. Because of some small thing. Yeah. Or because of some big thing. Yep. So, but with God's help and God's Holy Spirit, we can let things go.
0: Amen. Amen. I remember
1: Mama Perry, sis Don, if you're listening, Mama Perry always said, just let it roll off your back, just like a duck's back. Just let it roll off. Just let it go. And, but anyway, so much so that I actually wrote a book on peace. And yeah. so Jeff was really kind to go get some of these. And if, you, um, if maybe you've struggled with keeping, keeping hold of your peace and mm. just staying in peace. Yeah. One other uh, quick testimony is when maybe it was the same trip. That you're referring to with John, but when uh, John and Dave were in India, and uh, Dave called me and said,
0: "Oh, that was another trip Why don't with you the riots." That one? Yeah, oh, there was real quick. there was riots. We were coming into this uh, big city called Hyderabad, and there were riots. Now, now, amazingly enough, they shut down this whole city, so buses had been burned and different things, and and so uh, our our person. Minister was getting calls in the car, and we we're trying. They were trying to. He said, "What's up? Well, they've closed the city. We can't get in. Can't get in." And there was some protests because of a government thing, and so forth. Anyway, um, so they had to find a way into the town, and so we found our way into this. Into the city was deserted. The streets were this city of millions of people. The streets were empty. Uh, there had been buses burned and different things. Trains have stopped, so forth, and then. Uh, uh, I had another city to go to, but I remember calling Jeannie and just so saying, me, says, if you hear something on the news, because there had been a bombing. Give me bombings, two words. And so I said, just stay in peace. peace. Yeah, maintain peace. Maintain peace. And and uh, I said, in case you hear something. I said, because, anyway, I'm okay. So,
1: so that was an interesting phone call. Yeah. But, you know, those words today can be dispensed here to our lives maintain peace maintain peace so you know as we go from here just any anything you face anything you're going through feeling not feeling just maintain peace and it's a calm and it's the prince of peace who's always with us he's with us and in us so but what i want to say is if this has been if you've been struggling and feel like you let go of your peace I just, uh, I'll ask Jeff just to hold on to those books and, and uh, yeah. just go get a book from him and yeah. goodbye, you'll just be blessed by the Word goodbye,
0: of God. Goodbye, panic, hello, peace. Also it's available always the Word Amazon. of God. Amen. Yeah. yeah, also available on Amazon. So let's lift our hands here a second. Lord, thank you for your peace that passes all understanding. And Lord, we trust in you. We, we're not going to figure it out ourselves, but we put our trust in you, Jesus. Our hope is in you, Lord. And we thank you. You are the strength of our lives. We thank you, Lord, that you're the living God and you're worthy to be trusted, Lord. So we lean upon you. We hope in you. And I thank you today for the supernatural peace to come over people's lives, their everyday lives, Father, in the name of Jesus. Even those watching right now in video this peace that would come, Lord, right from you. Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace. That you would come, Lord, where they're sitting or watching and minister to each one right now, Father. Lord, we thank you for your blessing. We thank you for this peace. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 God bless you.
1: Peace, peace, wonderful
0: peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit
1: forever, I pray. you better
0: try that one more time. Peace, peace. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Coming down. Coming down from the Father of love. The Father Sweep over. Sweep over my spirit forever, forever. I pray. Yeah, peace, In fathomless billows of love. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Invite someone tonight. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605 six zero five six nine two four six one six.